Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Ball Corporation's plant in Golden is looking for production technicians. You can read the full description and apply at jobs.ball.com when you search Golden. This position is on the front line of the aluminum beverage can production process at Ball's plants. The company offers a competitive $27.39 per hour wage with potential for increase at 6, 12, and 18 months on the job. It offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities in the plant. The production technician role touches on the other stages of production, making aluminum cans and ends. This role is responsible for machine adjustments on high-speed production equipment and is an integral part of the production team, both in quality and meeting operational goals for volume. At Ball, all positions have importance and impact. The role has skills growth built into it, and many production technicians become maintainers, which is the next step in the production technician line. Employees who have started out as production technicians have even gone on to other roles in operations and management. Yeah, it definitely has the level of technical skill that people are looking for since the old days most have an outdated perception of back-breaking labor. Much of this has been automated today. So, text GOLDEN to 77222 and you'll get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search GOLDEN to find that opportunity. Again, jobs.ball.com and search GOLDEN. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Bruto, Jesse, AJ coming at you to talk in a little bit of Vander Kane. Uh, we did also want to talk a little bit more about the overtime call the other night. I wish we could hear Jesse. I really do. His mic is struggling. <laughs> Don't know. He'll have to fix it. But while we wait for him to get it sorted out, I will tell you that I'm not satisfied by any of the explanations that I've seen so far. Um, I think it's still an objectively incorrect call. There you go. Hey. Yeah, no, I said I had so much fun talking about it last night. I thought, why not keep it going? <laughs> Stay mad, team. That's yeah. the plan. Let the good times roll. Um. So we have one explanation here from, I believe it's Dave Jackson on Twitter. He's the rules expert for ESPN. Yes. So he says, I agree with what you said. As I said in my three-tweet explanation, I'm only guessing, but when Rantanen comes on the ice, he does it too soon. Not supposed to jump until teammate is five feet away. At that point, Kadri and Taze on the ice. Yeah. So this is the abridged version since we weren't going to go through all three tweets. Um, And basically, honestly, I thought this described it better than the three tweets did. The three tweets were kind of confusing. (laughs) If you go, if you, if you go and watch what he's talking about, he's, you see that um, Rantanen starts to hop on the ice uh, when McKinnon is really not very close. Um, And then obviously the puck is not part of that. Yep. Which is which is where which is where Colorado's like so what, like nobody has a problem with the Preds having a thousand guys on the ice because they didn't have the puck and they were not part of the play, but as the puck as the puck works its way up the boards, Rantanen's decision to get on as early as he did ended up just giving him the advantage because of how things played out. Um, because he got on the ice as quickly as he did by the time that the puck had come up the boards um his decision to get on early gave them the advantage and that was that was what he was guessing was the 
basis for the call. So it's still, so, it's, it's still horseshit. If we the, the the freeze frame that's being shown around right now is McKinnon on the far side. I mean, by just a foot mm. or two of the red line, and Miko has both of his feet planted on the ice. And yeah, what he's saying is that had Miko been sitting on the wall, and when Nate gets to the bench, had he then jumped on the ice, the play could have shaken you know shaken out differently. My issue is we see that happen three times a game. It happened. And, 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 and you see guys, I mean, the predators did it immediately. They're having to avoid touching the puck until they're replaced, you know, till the guy they're replacing is off the ice. It's a really strange interpretation. The other thing that's tough with all of this is the freeze frame of McKinnon being far away from the bench. Yes. He is more than five feet, obviously. Yeah. But if you were to see that played in real time, I mean, you're talking about a second and a half. And the puck from, is nowhere near. At the nowhere time near. Going on, the puck is not part of this process at all. It became right. part of the process uh, later on, and that was just. And and Miko doesn't make a play on the puck until yep. McKinnon is off the ice, which that's what you see happen all the time. You you, you know we yell it all. The, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Until your guy is off the ice, yeah. and then you can play it, the they, puck. They, they did everything constantly. Yeah. Right. They, they did everything from that perspective correctly, and it's insane. The part that gets me is literally a minute earlier in overtime. We watched Sam Gerard, Sam Gerard just skate past two Preds and should have created what was a two-on-one, but the Preds used the exact same trick where the guy right. behind Sam is coming to the bench and the other guy jumps off on the opposite side of the bench. And suddenly right. it negates Sam's rush. Well, and, and my other thing too, again, and, and obviously he's just guessing. We haven't actually heard from, uh, and I'm, his name is uh, slipping my mind, the, the, the official that made the call. Uh, Dean Morton. My, Dean Morton, thank you. My, my other issue with that explanation, if that's what you're going to go with, again, okay, I, I can, I, I wholeheartedly disagree, but I can at least see how you arrived there. Why wasn't that play blown dead the second Miko touched the puck? Yeah. Why was he allowed to skate with it for 10 to 15 feet before that official decided to throw his arm up when, again, at the time of him putting his arm up, there were two av skaters on the ice. There were five Preds on the ice when he put his arm up. Right, right. If you're going to make that call, but... So so I, I can... I can understand that rationale better than anything we were given last night. Um, it still doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Something to chew on, right? Versus, now, like, did he think did, he can't count? And he thought the ref did it, or he right, thought the ref right, was right. an av. Right. And uh, the other thing that you do just have to say is that Dean Morton has. 800 plus regular season NHL games yeah. played and single digit playoffs playoff games officiated. Yeah. There, there's something that the league sees there that they don't care for in his officiating that he gets a couple of round one games, maybe per season. And that's about it. That's good enough to officiate the, the regular season only. Not right. Great. Right. Not I mean, 800 one. over 800 uh, regular season games as an official and single digit playoff games. That is one of those things where it would take a couple of years, but like, honestly, that is something that this game aside, like the NHL needs to look at its officials like that and say, why don't you trust them to official to officiate in the playoffs, but they're totally fine to take however many regular season games that they want. That to me is a bit of a process issue on the NHL side that, I, I, you'd love to see them get worked out in the future, um, but is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's never going to feel good when a game gets decided by a ref, right? And regardless of how correct or incorrect the call is, yeah, that's it's just never going to feel good. And and I still think it's objectively a wrong call, but we've talked plenty about that so yeah um Brexit in the chat just wanted wanted us to talk about the Burkowski goal yep uh and just how we felt about that because he doesn't think it should have counted I think that we all agree that that was the right application of the rule that yep had um had Borowetsky been hit in the face 
it's an instant he, whistle and you blow it dead because so, you worry about that. Like you have he to. He didn't require saw, immediate medical attention. <clears throat> right. And we saw we saw with Matt Calvert in Vancouver a few years ago. Calvert got hit in the face and he's literally bleeding on the ice. Elias Pettersson is standing three feet away from him, like this guy's bleeding. Right. Like, are we gonna stop play here? And then they score. And after that incident, after there was so much blowback from everybody about that incident, um, the league started a lot more aggressively whistling down plays where players had been hit in the face. But he wasn't hit in the face. And that's where that's that's where you just kind of have you just you just the way that it is is that you just have to let that go. Um, because you don't you don't trust players to be honest about that. He did not come back. Um, he was very clearly in serious pain. Um, and that's one of that's one of your classic tough guys in the league, so you know he was hurt. Right. Um, and you you feel terrible for him. And you, I genuinely felt bad for the Preds because it sucks to give up a goal in that manner. But the like, take the puck back, you know, like in the in the same way that in the same way that hey, in overtime last night, the Avs could have still killed that penalty. Yep, they still right. had an up. The refs didn't score the goal. The Avs still had two minutes that they could have killed to, to to try and get to the shootout. But because because you can't. You could see the way that that would be abused all the time if you blew that play dead, because a guy, all a guy has to do is block a shot and just knock it up. So here's my thing there, and while I do think ultimately, as the rule is currently, that how it played out was correct, I wouldn't hate seeing a rule get changed to protect the players a little bit more there. And yes, I understand there are going to be issues with soccer level faking of things going on there but if there is that i think there are certain ways around that including the thing that everyone likes to say about hockey where the players police themselves if someone fakes one of those and then gets up and is okay the other team's gonna beat the shit out of them (laughs) that's where i'm at with it i i think i wouldn't hate seeing the rule get changed to where you can protect those players a little bit better and finding other ways to prevent people faking that shit i i just don't think uh, at that point then you're making judgment calls on a player faking pain and like how like he could he could be hurt in that moment right sure and then he gets up and then whatever i i think i think where you would do it is you would say um if a guy if you know a guy he like he can't he can't participate if a guy has to leave the ice because they stop play he has to leave for x amount of time yeah i agree and you know like in in the nfl if a player is down and it requires the staff to come running onto the field he has to come off the field for at least one play he can't just get up and yeah golden baby i mean i entirely agree with that there also needs to be like if the player is down he needs to be completely medically checked out right before he can come back to the game if he if he's down and it was just a stinger and he gets right back up and you stop play, that's not okay. You can't let that happen. Yeah. That's kind of where I am though, because the guy may not be faking it so much, but like puck goes off of right off of his kneecap, right? And he's like he's got dead leg, he can't he can't skate, he can't move it, and he's just like, Oh man, I can't I can't get off the ice. You blow that, you blow that dead, and it's like, okay, this guy isn't really, he does not need the immediate medical attention. Uh, and and I just think that uh, I I felt like last night was a proper application of the rules, and for good reason. You just feel terrible for, uh, for for Boro because it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't like nobody felt good about that. Like yeah. you're like the app score, and you're like, okay, cool, it is what it is. Nice shot. A great point by Ryan here. Um, you know, let's start with actually suspending people who are blasting people in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and, and it's definitely a tough situation, right? It, it, anytime you are giving referees leeway in a call to make a judgment call, it's going to cause problems in any sport. That's just reality. 
uh, anything that isn't extremely black and white by the rules causes problems. So just look at goalie interference. Uh, anyway, we can uh, we can move on here and uh, be brought to you all by Breckenridge Brewery. Head on down to the DNVR bar to get eight different kinds on tap. Highly recommend you check us out there. Uh, you can also get it at your local liquor store. Use code, no, no code. Use the Breck Beer Locator online to find it near you. And you can also find their good company, Hard Seltzers. If you're more of a seltzer drinker, highly recommend you check them out. They have a flavor for everyone, pretty much no matter what. Uh, and then you can also check out Lightshade if you're not into alcohol. Maybe THC is more your thing. Go jump on that one and uh, get what you need. Highly recommend you check them out with the DNVR25 code to get 25% off products. You can go online to order for pickup at one of 11 locations with Lightshade around the Denver metro area. So you can jump on that if you're looking for some specific products. They also have Wanama Optimals Fast Sleep, which is 20 to 100 THC CBD. So help you fall asleep if you're up late, which you know you often are when the abs make the West Coast swing, things like that. If you're trying to... Next week. Yeah, maybe need some help falling asleep after uh, the way the Avs are, are trying to pull off comebacks, especially <laughs> lately, uh, could definitely help. Wana is a holistic plant-based solution that tackles the root causes of sleeplessness like stress and pain. So be sure to check out Wana. Uh, you can find it at Lightshade, uh, any location in the Denver metro and Aurora areas. Remember to use that DNVR code to get 25% off at Lightshade.com. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. All right. So it, it's not official official yet, I believe, but Evander Kane is pretty much expected to sign in Edmonton any day now uh, for a, a new contract after being entirely let go by the San Jose uh, Sharks. Real yep. quick. Sorry. Just cause I, my, my, <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. Uh, just cause yeah, my, my sound stopped working. The um, last thing I was going to say, and I don't know if you guys made this point about the Burakovsky thing. I, I just, I, I rewatched it and it was about five seconds between the puck hit him. And when the puck actually went in the net, you see guys get stingers all the time who go down and then it takes them a few moments to get back up. So that was another reason why I didn't have an issue with them letting that go on. Um, but I'm sorry, just wanted to get that point in and oh, my computer died. So well, not my computer didn't die. My technology died, but yeah, sorry. Pull that great Photoshop back up. That makes me laugh. That every was time. big head mode of Vander. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only mode he has. Yeah, dude. True. Uh, that's so good. Yeah, anyway, he's, he did he join the team in Vancouver? Is that what happened? I don't know. He inter he interviewed with the Oilers yesterday. He okay. so he he went and talked to their um uh, Ken Holland and stuff. Yeah, like and his his signing has now been delayed because the league is doing an investigation into how he was able to cross the border within a within two weeks of him having COVID. Yeah. So we have one more Vander Kane investigation until the league gives this guy his what his seventh chance sixth chance to sign a league minimum deal with Edmonton. Well, so the this investigation is is a little interesting because from what it sounds like is that there's something that's putting some type of doubt into the san jose side of the story uh not defending it necessarily but i, I did find it interesting that there's now an investigation being launched after the league signed off on the contract termination and all that stuff. Now there's something coming back saying, "Hold on, hold on. What, like, what went down here?" I, I well, thought gonna it was have really a, odd this morning. Like they're going to have a grievance from Kane's side of things because the PA yeah. isn't just going to let a guy let, let an organization dissolve twenty two million dollars worth of a contract <laughs> right. and just be like, "Okay, well that sucks," you know. <laughs> they, the Players Association does not want that precedent set. Right, <clears throat> And if you look back to the Mike Richards situation in L.A. a few years ago where as soon as Mike Richards stopped being valuable, the Kings dug up some shit on him and terminated his contract. Right. And Richards filed a grievance. And if I'm remembering correctly, he's still counting against their salary cap. 
the, I do think this situation is a little bit different. Um, it is, but there is. It's, it's it falls in the same I'm, lines. It's yeah. what I'm saying in terms of. Uh, yep, he's still counting. The, wow, 900k. Wow, along there's a lot of cap. The thing with that. Kane is the stuff that was dug up on Richards was, you know, I. Technically, like a felony level offense. Yeah, right? like he took like oxycontin across the board, yeah. or some like unprescribed oxycontin. I think is what it was. So, like different different situations there. But what I'm saying is that there was they didn't just let the team do that. Sure, right. There was a grievance filed, and there was there was enough from the player side that the team had to eat something. And I yeah. think that's where. That's where we're seeing Evander, the, the NHLPA again filing agreements on behalf of Kane. And that story hasn't finished it. It hasn't come close to finishing yet. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. And we'll see how it plays out. Like, given how many times Evander Kane has been given second opportunities for these things, I do wonder how that ends up playing out, particularly with the violation of the vaccination card that the NHL required and just yeah so he was suspended for what 20 games because of the fake 21 card is there not going to be a suspension if they if they do this investigation and they find that that's a great point he does he does something that he shouldn't have done in order to get into Canada just another 40 games and he's just yeah do they they just give him another 20 games and be like you fucking moron Maybe this is, this is a failed IQ test. Congratulations on your 30 game suspension or whatever. Right. So I, I, I just think that, uh, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm curious like where this goes. And I think Ken Holland coming out and saying, I believe in second chances is the biggest load of horse shit from a dude who is just, I, does he believe in sixth chances? Yeah. The, I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Ken Holland. Um I don't know. I don't know him personally. I've never met him. But this is this is a load of bull. You believe in second chances? Give me a fucking break. Evander Kane, like I I've I've always found the Evander Kane stuff complicated until this last year. Where it's made it just, a lot easier. Yeah. He just continues to do stupid things. Just continues to do stupid things, but wasn't wasn't uh, the second chance when he got traded to Buffalo because the entire Jets locker room hated his guts, and it came after you know after relatively innocuous things like money phone during a lockout, um, and and then like his teammates his teammates hated him. Yep, like they throw his clothes in the shower. Dustin Bufflin is actively like, no, you're not. No, you have to learn. That to picture be a of Bufflin flipping him off is a lot funnier now. Yeah, and it's like. Okay, so he goes to Buffalo. There's a second chance, right? All right, well, things don't work out in Buffalo. It's not really a third chance when he goes to San Jose because it was like, this guy's on an expiring contract. We want to get we want to get value for a player. We're a rebuilding team. We're not going anywhere. That wasn't like a burning a bridge thing. Buffalo is also like Buffalo. A, <laughs> yeah, like that was more of like a, hey, here's this. But he goes to a veteran team, okay? He goes to a veteran team. He gets he gets insulated by their culture for a few years. He toes the line. Everything is fine. As soon as some of the adults in the room start to leave, and he asks, he becomes one of the one of the prominent guys in the locker room and on the team. As soon as it happens, all of the old Evander Kane bullshit starts up again. We find out that uh, you know he has to file for bankruptcy because he's got gambling debts that he can't pay, and then. He's apparently in the world's most toxic relationship because there's endless there's endless string of things that I can't even make heads or tails of what's real and what's right. not between right. him and his ex-wife or estranged wife. I don't know if they're still married. And then you have a different woman filing a lawsuit saying he made me get an abortion and didn't pay me for it and blah, 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 blah. Like... Then you get the fa- the fake vaccination card. Then you get this. He he gets he gets COVID and then rolls into Canada anyway when he's not supposed. He just doesn't ever learn that the rules apply to him. 
And why does he not learn that lesson? Because the second he becomes a free agent, 15 NHL teams line up to sign him and give him a brand new deal. Oh, hey, we don't have to pay him. We don't have to pay him $7 million. We'll pay him $800,000 and we'll put him in the middle of a championship contender and let him try and go and compete for a Stanley fucking cup. Are you kidding? No wonder he didn't learn anything because every GM in the NHL just reinforced every single bit of bad behavior and justified all of it with dipshit Ken Holland rolling out there and saying, I believe in second chances. Are you serious with this? Yep. It, it's not great. I, I don't know. So th- <clears throat> this to me is, is a, it's a unique kind of case study to watch because we've seen stuff happen. My brain goes immediately to the NFL and like Antonio Brown, Antonio Brown, and even Denver Broncos, Melvin Gordon. When he first got here, the NFL said, Hey, you're going to be suspended because you got a DUI. When is most convenient for you to serve that suspension? So like to me, there are stuff where it's like, yeah, these people are doing, you know, outwardly obvious illegal things. And there's other leagues that, that enable and, and do all that kind of stuff. And I fully agree. I look at Antonio Brown and that's who I somewhat compared to Evander Kane, where when you step back and you look at this pattern of behavior, there's an issue with Evander Kane. That's not being addressed. It's not that he's not learning a lesson. It's that, <clears throat> I mean, <laughs> I'm not a psychologist or a doctor by any means, but that type of behavior, and especially AJ, to your point, where he went through a stretch in San Jose where it seemed like it was good. Like, you know, he, he was functioning normally. And then something happened where, I, I mean, like, this is erratic behavior. This is, you, you had, you know, you, you, were, you were suspended. Then you were suspended by the team. Then you were brought back and sent to the AHL. You and your agent put out this big statement about uh, he's going to go down there and be a professional and da-da-da-da-da. And again, obviously we have to wait to see what actually happened with this, him crossing over into Canada thing, but like, he's not doing anything that like, he's not harming anybody else that we can tell to your point, all of this stuff with his wife, ex-wife, whatever. It's all really odd. Every time something comes out on her side, someone says something, Oh oh, no, she did this. And you have no idea what's really going on. You see the video where it's a gun. Then another statement comes out and says they were going to a Halloween party. And that was his costume. It's just all this really weird stuff. And and to me, it's not about that. I don't, I don't think the NHL needs to blacklist him. The dude needs to get some help. And, and for me with, with all of this stuff that has happened now, when he's, while he's been with the Barracuda and the fake vaccination card and stuff. For me, it's not even that, you know, teams are giving him chances, but like, for me, it's why would you, why as an organization, would you want to deal with that right now? If that dude went and checked himself in somewhere, got some help, uh, you know, I I don't know. What do you mean? The same reason that you would cover up a a player being sexually assaulted by a coach. Because you're trying to win a Stanley Cup, and that's all these well, people I, fucking care about. Obviously, dude. Obviously. Like, but, like, what I'm saying why, is... man. The, the, if they go on sure, and win the Stanley yeah. Cup, then it justifies all their bullshit behavior. It, who's, who's bullshit behavior? The, every team that lined up to give this dude a contract Here's, immediately. Well, right. But, but that's what I'm saying. Evander Kane needs to go get some help. What? Nobody can force him to go get some help. And... I, I I think I, someone could probably force him to be honest. With no, you. Like, I think who? I think if I, every team said we're not gonna we're we are not gonna give you a contract, that, that, that wouldn't mean he's through. gonna go get some help. I mean, just you, until, doesn't mean he's go gonna do it. Just whatever, from, well, that's his choice. From from a right, standpoint of how it looks, how much better is it if Ken Holland comes on and says, "Look, we think Evander Kane can help us on the ice, but we know he needs help off of it, so we're gonna put things in place." are going to help him and keep him on the path that he needs to be on instead sure. of going, I believe but, in second but, chances. Come on in. It's fine. Sure. But, but again, you can't force a dude to get some help. So if there was someone that was going to come out and say, 
and, and you know, that's we, point, we had an though. extended meeting and we it, talked to him and he decided that he wants to go get some help to continue his career. Then great. But like, look, dude, I mean, he, he, here's the harsh reality. You cannot like it. And I'm not saying that this is my standpoint. I'm not saying I agree with this. I'm not saying I would do this. He has a skill set that 0.25% of all humans possess, probably even smaller. And, and there's people that have a lot of money at stake and their jobs are at stake. And I'm not saying that, you know, it's, it's the right thing, but people with agendas don't always act in the most morally upstanding way. And if he, he has to go get some help at some point, this goes beyond him just being a bad teammate. This is Antonio Brown level behavior where there's a larger issue here that Evander Kane needs to get worked out. Antonio Brown also won a championship. So right. justified everything. I'm not, I'm not I, saying I don't that, think so, but I don't think so from their perspective, from the decision made from the, from the perspective of the people giving, it's not justifying. Yes. It's we got away with it. Yeah. I it's think we got away with it. Way it doesn't justify behavior. It doesn't mean that, Oh, whatever Evander Kane did is okay. None of, it's, none of we the got away with Antonio it. Brown situation are sorry for how things went. They got what they wanted out of him. No, got, because there's accountability on on Antonio Brown to to take care of himself and his house. Why? Why? He hasn't. <laughs> he he hasn't. He hasn't. He's right? never. That's that's not, not on for, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's on Antonio for, Brown. Not for one second has he ever taken accountability, and he got another job. He got to go play and win a championship. He got more NFL paychecks. It just okay. They just they just justified everything he ever did. It was no. totally fine with everybody because they got what they wanted out of him. And the same thing is happening with Evander Kane. There's no, if, if everybody that, that, came together that is, and that's said, a, that's a far if, leap to go. No, it's to say not. That's they, exactly they what just happened. No, I, I disagree. It, I, I think, disagree. I, I think you're going to be in the minority nope. on this one. Sure. Uh, on this show, maybe. Because but, I but just, you're saying that there is no onus on Evander Kane or Antonio Brown to take care of themselves. No, they they should be, but they're not. And because they're not, it doesn't matter. Because they continue their consequences, their consequences should be they don't get to be professional athletes anymore. It, it's 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 a job, man. It, it's a job. The fact that it's it's that because they're an athlete, like that's saying that. If someone has bad behavior, they don't deserve to work anywhere. That's that's the equivalency of what you're there's saying. A difference between making nope. a mistake or two and making I, again. I'm not. I'm not. Mistakes. I'm not saying that what he's doing is okay. I'm not saying that I would put him on a team. But I I said I, I don't see how if you're a team that even if you're trying to win a championship that you think it's worth it. The dude just had the last three weeks to try and get through an AHL month and he couldn't fucking do it i'm not saying i would i would do it but but my point is as much as we're going to put onus on if you want to put onus on ken holland you have to evander kane's an adult he's a big boy he's got to get up in the morning and he's got to go to work and he's got to be on time and he's got to get to sleep at, at, at the correct time the night before and and if he's not going to do all that stuff then that's when you deal with it again I wouldn't put him on my team. I wouldn't give him a contract, but he has to make some decisions for himself. I would love to see a team come out and say, we are bringing him on board, but he is suspended from the team. We are going to put him into this program. Da, 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 da. I don't know if a team can do that. I, I don't know that a team will. And at this point, I don't think that Evander Kane will either. And that's the problem. No. Well, Evander so. Kane has no incentive to because yeah. he keeps getting jobs. So every other, every pretty much what every other industry in the world, if you had those kinds of personal problems, you would be considered unhireable yep. until, uh, until you took care of your shit. But, 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 and that's, and that's where I think he's towing the line. And that's the same thing with Antonio Brown. A lot of those, most of the allegations that have come out against him have never really been proven. Antonio Brown. Are you no buddy, you Evander need... Kane, Evander and, and, Kane. And, and, that's who Evander... we're talking about, right? Evander Kane has, there's, there's like, a I'm talking about like the, of them. I'm and talking about the stuff that's legally an issue. How many of them have he been, has he been proven guilty? And I'm asking dead serious. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I look, here's, here's where I, 
Here's where we all probably should have Googled this shit before we started this conversation. <laughs> I, I've actually got out, his tab. I've got a Google tab pulled up and I just haven't. To, to figure out where all of those different things are because, and I, I, I don't Cause, know. Cause that's, cause, cause that's my thing, right? If he doesn't have anything where he's, you know, broken laws that he's been convicted of this stuff. What we're talking about is just shitty behavior. Did and I, again, break the law when he crossed and that's the border. What, that he wasn't there's an investigation. Like, there's an investigation. We don't know. They're also illegal. Yeah. And he was punished. He was punished. He was suspended 21 games for so vaccination card. We're already moving the goalposts now because we've pointed out two things that are definitely illegal. What? <laughs> and and now instead of it but, being but, but no, but but again, well, but again, I said convicted. I said convicted. Okay, there's an well. there's an open investigation into the vaccination thing, him crossing the border. I again, what's funny is I agree with what you guys are saying. It's just not a black and white issue. I mean, nothing is completely black and white, right? But also, at a certain point where there's smoke, there's fire. I agree. I said, I don't know why a team would want to bother with that hassle. If they do this investigation and say, yes, this dude broke Canada's law that he was supposed to be quarantining, then he broke the law and this enters into a different type of conversation. But right now, it's just a bunch of stuff where it's like, God, he's a shitty, annoying dude. He's a bad teammate. And... You know, I, 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 again, I'm not excusing him. I wouldn't do it, but I, did he break the law? We don't know yet. That's what the investigation's finding out. And if he did, you're in a completely different conversation. But I, I, I he has to take some accountability and get himself the help that he needs. And you're right, people enable him that, that you know, they, they shouldn't be giving him more chances until he does that. But there is nothing to say that if nobody gives him a contract, he'll go get his help anyways. And that's where I think people need to be having this conversation is why isn't anybody offering to get him some help? And maybe they are. We're just not hearing about it. But again, I agree with you guys for, you know, in the terms of I wouldn't give him a contract. Do I think a team should give him a contract? No, but I also don't think that it's necessarily fair to say, he should never be allowed to play hockey again. I don't think I don't think I don't think any of us that he should never be allowed to yeah, play hockey it, again. I think it's definitely somewhere in between. But I I think that the, there should be a pro, a period where he has to prove himself that he sure. has he's taken any kinds of steps to go through any kind of rehabilitation that he's taken any accountability for the bullshit that he's done. And they're not doing that. They're just skipping any of that and saying, here's a contract. Here's a job. He, he gets yeah, to pick. I agree. I he think it's to, terrible. He gets to pick a cup contender because they all lined up for his services. It's fucking crazy. It's, I, I, it's, I don't it's, disagree with you, AJ. I don't disagree with you, but I, I, I think you do. And it's the exact reason why the NHLPA is forced to file a grievance is because you have to make sure that you have everything straight on this and I agree. I, I'm glad that while this investigation is going on, it sounds like he's not allowed to sign a contract. Because I think the outcome of that investigation absolutely determines what's coming next or what should come next. But, but I think there's a lot of gray area here. I think there's a lot of stuff that we still don't know. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, has come out in the past that has been disproven or, well, that's not exactly what happened in, in you know, relative to Evander Kane. Sounds like the dude's a bad teammate. Sounds like his life has taken a bit of a spiral in the last couple of years with the uh, bankruptcy and all that stuff. And it sounds like the dude's in a really bad mental place and someone needs to get him some help. Yeah, so line up and give him another job. If he, if he doesn't want to get himself help, man, I'm not. I, again, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Everyone right, deserves but... a job. Jesus. <laughs> um, in any case... We do have to take a, a quick break here as we are brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. You can check out the CBD coffee online. Get 25% off and use code DNVR25 at checkout. You can get the K-Cups or the normal coffee beans, whatever type you prefer. It helps with a bunch of different stuff like migraines, IBS, joint pain, other things as well. So be sure to jump on that and uh, take some because, you know, I can see how this conversation would give you uh, some indigestion or something. So. 
maybe jump on that. You can also hit up DraftKings and hopefully bet a lot more responsibly than Evander Kane did. Uh, get over there. Use code at DNVR when you sign up for a new account. Uh, right now, as you're the NFL is counting down to Super Bowl 56. New customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wild card team to win their game. Bet $5 and win $280 in free bets if the wild card team you pick wins. All customers can also get on the Hammer the Over promotion for every 5,000 bettors who take the over on Saturday night's game. Uh, they haven't specified. It looks like it could be both. Uh, anyway. Go look at the DraftKings, find out the hammer, the over promotion, which, whichever one they're on. The lower the score by half a point on the over for every 5,000 betters. Every time they do this, the over literally hits zero. So it's it's actually just free money. <laughs> they're, they're actually just giving you money. Jump on that. Be sure to get yourself some money to play with on DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNBR to get that 56 to 1 odds opportunity on the NFL. You can win $280 in free bets when you bet five bucks uh the DraftKings is an official sports betting partner of the nfl must be 21 or older colorado only other terms restrictions and conditions apply to draftkings.com sportsbook for details and of course if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 and then when you make a ton of money and you want to buy a house go hit up chevalier mortgage both mike and virginia have been doing it here in colorado for a very long time and mike might be exactly what evander kane needs because he's a certified financial planner so you know, don't let that dude spend all of his money gambling. Instead, have someone <laughs> help him with that problem a little bit. Uh, they can also help you find the right home loan for you if you're looking to buy a house. Uh, they're very experienced in it. They'll find the right one for your entire financial picture, not just one that gets you the house. So check them out today. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. You can find them at dnbrmortgage.com or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. There is one thing that I do want to touch on uh, that we you did a little bit. Jesse did. Um, if and I know in reality this is impossible. You can't just <laughs> ignore all of the off-the-ice stuff. But part of the reason this is a conversation is because all 32 teams in the NHL would be a better hockey team with someone of Evander Kane's skill set on them. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. <laughs> that super chat is great. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For the $5 super chat, MJ, <laughs> there are four people on the screen. One, two, four. Yep. Sounds about right. Uh, unfortunate, but we appreciate the five bucks. <clears throat> no, and, and honestly, real and that's, look, I, I agree with the two of you guys. Yep. When it comes to me personally, I agree. I don't think anybody should be lining up, lining up to give him a job. I really like the fact that, the league came out and said, Hey, we're opening an investigation. Nobody can give this guy a contract while we're looking into this, because then you do start crossing over into the, the legal ramifications and, and, and stuff like that. Here's the fucking problem with, and this isn't a hockey problem. Is that we've seen it in the NFL. We've seen it in the NBA. We've seen it in the MLB. He, Evander Kane is a very good I mean, I guess he's not even, he's not a great hockey player, but he's a very good hockey player who can score a lot of goals, right? At, at the NHL level, which that is, I mean, that's, that's half of 1% of registered hockey players in the U.S. or, you know, in the world can do that. And you get people who have money at stake and have their jobs at stake and stuff and say, ah, to hell with morality, that guy can help me keep my job. And that's the problem. And that's what sucks. That's the shitty reality of society. It's not a hockey problem. That's not even a professional sports problem. I know plenty of sales dudes who have real issues that get cut massive checks because they're good at what they do. And, and it's unfortunate, but that is why you have, you know, Ken Holland, who's fighting for his life up there. And he, he's he's grabbing a really shitty life preserver. You know what I mean? And, and it sucks that you see, you know, he, he's trying to do a desperate thing because he's a desperate person. 
And, um, and that's what it is it, you know, if, if you take everything in life out of it and you just look at Evander Kane, the hockey player, dude's good. Yep. On the ice. Right. Certainly is an NHL caliber player. I don't think there's For any sure. doubt about that. Um, there does enter an argument of what does that guy do to a locker room? Yep. Is, is his on ice performance even worth forget the legal ramifications, but the rest of the teams and, and, on it. And that's where I'm at right in this moment with this stuff that's happening. Cause this is just another, and I think AJ used a great word with when that stuff first kind of started happening in Atlanta, it was all innocuous shit that just made people not like him. And that to me is what this last month has been. Where it's like, dude, you've had so many things against you. You've been in legal trouble that you've somehow skirted your way around it. And now you're on like a, hey, well, can you act like an adult for a month? We'll see if he ended up doing something illegal. But regardless, he answered the question of, no, I can't, I can't act like a grown-up for a month. And that is to me where I would sit there if I'm, especially a team like the Edmonton Oilers, who have a very fragile locker room right now. Connor McDavid came out in a press conference a year ago and said, "Yeah, we've got three years to figure out that, to figure out what direction we're going. Things are going badly. They're multiple points out of a playoff spot. You've got a very fragile group of guys, and now you're going to add this dude who." Has ha- who has ha- I don't know if he's played an NHL game this year, but maybe has had his name in the headlines more than any other NHL player. And- I-, I just I just don't see where even with the on ice stuff, it's worth it right now. Here's here's where I struggle with the comparison to Antonio Brown a little bit too, especially in more recent times at least. When he went to the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers were already a championship caliber team, like they were going to be extremely good regardless of Antonio Brown. When you look at a team like Edmonton, are they that good? Are are they already a high level enough hockey team that Evander Kane makes, puts them over the top or they were already close to that level? Or is this just going to be a tire fire waiting to happen? Can you repeat just like the crux of that question? My believe it so, or not. So essentially with up. or without Antonio Brown, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were a Super Bowl caliber football mm-hmm. team. Antonio Brown knew he was going there pretty much to win a championship. Yep. I don't really think that's the case with Evander Kane going to Edmonton. I don't think they're on that yep. level of play. Does that make it harder for someone like Evander Kane to, to keep in line? No. Okay. I mean, I think that Evander Kane has shown that Evander Kane is out for Evander Kane. Pretty and true. him going to him going to Edmonton to play next to Dreisaitl and McDavid and, you know, play, play in a loaded top six. Uh, if he's at the top of his game, he gives, he gives them a third banana that they've never had. You know, no offense to, Nugent Hopkins, who's a very good hockey player, obviously, but he gives them he gives them a different dynamic. He gives them a, a the big tough guy that they thought that they were getting in Milan Lucic, you know, the big tough power forward who can score a lot of goals for you, uh, and and play with an attitude. That's what they thought that they were getting with Lucic all those years ago, and you know that's where that's where Evander Kane is is. Unique in his skill set is that he's he is like that, and uh, and he is very talented, and he's looking at twenty three million dollars that he can't get back from the San Jose Sharks. Well, how best to recoup that money? Go to a team with a ton of offensive firepower, get dropped into get dropped into that environment, score a bunch of points. You don't really give a shit about winning. You've shown that in your career. And if that happens, then that only that only furthers his reputation on his side. If they if he if he's part of a winning program there, and if he's not, 
then he gets to say, look, it was all chaotic before I showed up. It's not like I was the reason things went sideways. Look what happened before I got there. But as long as he goes there and puts up points, which you've got to think next to McDavid and with Dreisaitl still there, that there's a pretty good chance that he's going to be a prominent enough scorer that he's going to go into the market and he's going to go into a free agent market and be in line for another big money deal. Now he may not get six years ever again, but a high, a high salaried two or three year deal for that guy. If he goes out and he, and he is, is really productive in Edmonton. That's exactly what it is. And it's, Edmonton I don't know if might we'll ever be a, anyone to give him more than a year again. It, Edmonton, Edmonton, Edmonton. I love, I love how naive you're being today. Uh, Edmonton. <laughs> love the way uh, you talk down to me today. Edmonton is is a great place. Like you're gonna, which where are you gonna find trouble? Edmonton or South Florida? You know, like Edmonton's probably a safe place for him to go to accomplish his goals, but stay out of trouble. Like the temptations in Edmonton when he's all when he's away from the game, way less, right? Versus him going to like Tampa Bay or Florida or something. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, when I mean, when you're a person of means, you can find trouble anywhere. Teams still travel, right? But a lot of yeah. his problems were going to Vegas with the Sharks. So. True enough. Like true enough. But it's, I, I think that Edmonton is like threading the needle of he gets to put himself in a position to score a lot of points. He gets to theoretically be competitive. He puts himself in a position where he can, if he scores those points, he can go into a market and get money from somebody again and start to recoup some of the lost money with the terminated contract. But he also gets to show he can be an adult. He only has to be an adult for six months. It's not like Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo's biggest offense was largely just saying things that people didn't like. Somebody taught him to shut the hell up on social media and it's made all the difference in the world for him. Evander Kane has way deeper issues than that. He can't he can't seem to string together three good decisions. So how will it go? I don't know, but I think that there I think that there is a lot of uh, a lot of it, to me it makes a lot of sense that he would choose Edmonton. They're desperate. He needs a place where he can go and produce at a high level. And if it, if things turn around and things go well, he's going to get a lot of credit for that. You know, he's going to be, he's going to, oh, he was part of the solution there. And so people are going to, once again, overlook all of the shitty behavior and be like, he towed the line, he produced. I don't think he'll ever get a long-term deal again, but I'd be willing to bet you he gets a multi-year deal if he plays well. I mean, I, I could see him get, a, a, a two year, but so, and, and dude, what you just said there though, is my issue with this whole type of conversation. If he goes there and he plays well and he acts professionally and he acts like an adult for six months, like that's my thing. Like at what point is he allowed to start being part of society again? He's part of society now, but, but if it was up to you, he wouldn't be. If it was up to me, he'd be getting help before he was able to go back into the NHL. Okay, so so and and I so that's exactly what I said earlier, and you just called me naive for it. Yeah, so I mean, I, I guess what what does he have to do to to prove to you that that he's allowed to play hockey again? He doesn't have to prove anything to me. I'm not a decision maker. Okay, in the NHL. Jesus Christ, dude, you know what I'm asking you. Like, I, at what point would you stop saying that the NHL is a scumbag league for letting him back in? Did I call it a scumbag league? I mean, I just think that it's okay. disappointing. Just... You're split. So, okay. So, what point are you stop stop being disappointed? Then let me split the hairs as fine as I can. I, I At mean, what point are you stop disappointed? Being disappointed when, when he starts acting like a grown up. So, so that's what I that's that's what I said. You said he'll go to Edmonton if he plays well and he acts like an adult for six months. He'll get a two year deal and it'll excuse everything he just did. What is it? Does he have to act like a grown up or yeah? I, I, I mean, so, so if he goes me, to Edmonton, for, he plays well, and for six months he handles himself well, he conducts himself well off the ice, is he allowed to get another contract? Sure. I mean, is this? are you asking me or the league now? Are you asking me I'm personally? I'm asking, yes. Then, yeah, I think that that's fine. 
Okay, because just a minute ago you said it wasn't. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have given him one. I I wouldn't give him one today because I think it, I wouldn't either. Because I think that it, I'm not going to reward somebody that I don't trust. I agree, hundred percent. And there's a reason why I think Ken Holland called his agent before the ink had even dried on his contract termination. I think you've got a guy who's very desperate, who is a track record of bad decisions. Um, I, I, I would, I would actually love, I know his agent is saying there's 15 teams lined up around the fucking block. I'd really love to actually see that call list of who's legitimately interested um, cause to me, I don't think it's a coincidence that he went and did an in-person interview in Edmonton and everything else we're hearing is, Oh, trust me. There's a lot of guys we're selling the Brooklyn bridge too. I, I just, I, I, I would be surprised, um, that, you know, if, if there was actually that many teams lining up to talk to him, I really would. All right. Well, I think we've talked about him enough, so. Uh, we can kind of wrap up the show here if you guys do have we, any final thoughts. Do we want to get into this Byram stuff? Do we? Uh, I I would say let's I assume we've all seen to this make sure it's been yeah. going on. To be honest. So I, I saw it when it was posted and I didn't want to say anything because I didn't want to give it any I'm fine um, with additional... saying that we should respect that he's out for personal reasons. But yeah, I don't, don't want to talk about it. You can. I. That's our like Look, from one perspective, Dater's doing his job. Yep, right. There's a story to be had there, and he's going and he's getting it. On the other, on the other side, like, and this is probably my my biggest fault as a reporter. I hate that word. Um, is that I don't want to chase that story. Yeah, I, and, I, and... if they say that he, because yeah. when when we found out last night, Jesse, you know, I texted the Avs. And yep. just said, is he okay? Um, just right. to find out, like, hey, I wasn't asking him for the story. I'm not yeah, trying don't to need specifics. I'm, yeah, was not trying to to breach any kind of privacy. I just I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know if Bo was okay. For, like on a, just on a personal level. Um, you know, and and the response we got back did not really clarify. It was mostly just like, we're not sure what's going on either. Right. Um there's a story to be had there. Everybody wants that story. Where's the human line drawn between respecting privacy and not? I think that's tough. I think that's yeah, a, and that's a I think that that's a question that every individual reporter has to answer for themselves about what yep. they're comfortable with and where they believe that line exists. Um, if the Byram family, and that's where this story is coming from, the Byram yep. family is comfortable talking about it. I don't really think that it's inappropriate. I, I, that's what I was just about to say. Cause I, I, I agree 100% with what you just said about there being two sides and the fact that this is, is you know, seemingly coming directly from his parents. Yeah. They're obviously okay with that being, um, out, out in the open. Yeah. Um, so that makes you feel a little bit, this isn't like a family friend or I got it from someone who overheard the, the phone conversation or something right. like that. That is a completely got the, different, got it from the neighbor who was in the bushes. And right. Came right, home and right. You're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no. So, and, and Peter, Peter Baugh to, this isn't just a dater thing. Peter Baugh also just tweeted out that he talked to Byram's dad as well. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's definitely, um, yeah yeah there's definitely some 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 gray there but as the story sits right now while i don't know if i would have done it myself the family's comfortable having it out there and that's yeah that's where, important where chris's comment here is where i fall on things i it never would have i i never thought to try and reach out to his parents it's just not no, it's not well, it's not it's not how i'm wired i'm not obsessed with right. trying to get the story i don't think that it does any good I don't right. think it. I don't think it does any good for us to have an answer to what the personal reasons are. It just satiates our constant desire to know intimate details of people's lives. Especially That's, because look, this is why I'm not. This is why I'm a bad reporter. This is why I'm a better podcast personality and writer and voice kind of around the team versus just being a straight reporter who just reports news and finds stories and blah 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 blah. Because I do respect privacy to a fault. It's always been that way. 
I don't like talking to players when I see them out and about. I'll be friendly. I'll say hi. Uh, but I don't want to take up their time when we had, you know, we've had abs players in the DNVR bar before. We went over and said hi and then let them be. You know, we didn't try and get a story. We didn't dig for anything. That makes us bad at that part of our job. I can live with that. I've always lived with that. It's why I've always said that there's room for the different styles and the different approaches. Everybody who wants every little detail, Dater's your guy. Um, I'm not your guy because I don't want I don't want to delve into p- to players' lives in that manner. It's just not. It's not me. Again, I leave it up to every person out there to decide what's appropriate or what's not. Just to say that I don't begrudge Adrian for doing that. I think that he's just doing his job. Um, yeah. And I, if the family, if the family wanted it shut down, it would have been shut down. Yeah. You know, there yep. wouldn't be a story right now, or or there would have been some untoward things that had to happen to get it. That um, Sean Byram was comfortable t- talking about it. I think is makes me feel like this is fine. They were comfortable with it. I don't. I don't think it does us any good. I don't think it changes the story. Right. 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 Like yeah. do we do? Yeah. We we get frustrated a lot about not having a timeline on injuries, but when it comes to concussion issues, we know Byram has struggled with this this year, and I don't think it does us any good to have the answer to that question because there's still no timeline. All we know is he's struggling with concussion issues. That's it. That's that's all we've got, and. I don't think it. I don't think that's this was personally. I don't think it needed to happen, but there was a story there. There was desire for it. It's good for his website. It's good for clicks. It's good for attention. Obviously, as his own boss now, Dater needed to do that. So it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. The only the only area where I would say that I don't like this situation is usually when it's the personal reasons. That that is kind of an unspoken rule yeah. of let it just be. leave that one be. Um, you know, Bednar, Bednar was asked about it yesterday, which, you know, in his post-game presser, which I think, you know, totally as, fair as, game. as people sitting in that media room or virtual media room, you're not doing your job if someone doesn't ask. So yeah. I, I appreciate the ask, but he, you know, he said, all I know is it's personal reasons and, and we're going to ask to leave it at that. Or, or he said, we're going to leave it at that. I think yeah. um, we'll respect so that, that or something. Right, yeah, something yeah, along yeah, those yeah. Lines. Yep. So that, that's maybe the only thing where I sit here and I'm like, ah, I just don't love that. Cause that is usually the yeah. kind of unwritten unspoken rule of when it's that for at least, you know, there's a comment here, at least the next 24 hours, just let that one be. Um, but not to regurgitate too much what AJ said, the family's okay talking about it. Um, then at least yeah. you've got that clearance. And so, Sean, Sean Byron has been around the NHL for a long AJ, time. I want to, I want to ask you a, a question because you made a funny comment a minute ago. And I, when people ask you, what do you do? What do you say? Uh, I tell them that I cover the avalanche uh, and they don't know what okay. that means. And I just, say, <laughs> okay. Okay. and I just, and they're like, oh, so you travel with the team. And I'm like, no, not really. And they're like, so you're not on the team. Like you're not part of the organization. No, not really. And I'm like, look, I, I'm, I do. My job is a, it's a, like a multimedia. Yeah, I just say yep. sports media approach. In general. Approach yeah. to the coverage so, of, of hockey. I don't. I've. I don't ever refer to myself as a reporter. I hate that. I hate it because I don't view myself in that way. I don't do the job in that way. I don't dig for every little story. I. I like finding having... out information for my own personal whatever, and don't want to dig into other people's shit. When when like I'm having like small exchanges and they, you know, cause they, it, it's that exact progression. Oh, I work in sports media. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. What do you do? Uh, well, I cover the Colorado avalanche. Yeah. Oh, so you work for the team? Yeah. No. Nope. Oh, oh, but like, uh, what is it? Altitude? No, I no, I don't work for them. Oh, so you're a, a journalist. And I usually just like, yes. Close enough. It's, it's usually <laughs> like, it's usually like kind of. Right, right, right. If it's if it's like a family friend or just like a friend yeah. or something like that, then this I'll, I'll be like, well, this is what we do, and this yeah. is kind of yeah. and, and multimedia is a word that I use a lot. But yeah, yeah, if it's if it's a cashier at a fucking you know whatever, I'm oh a, you, you're a journalist. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot easier to just be like, I work in sports media, and they're like, oh, okay, cool, all right. Like for, for that the, last comment, go ahead. The the roommate that still lives here. She's like, oh, you're a sports writer. I don't really know what I don't really know what you do, but you're a sports writer. Like, she understands sports writer, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good with that. 
this is for the people that listened to the shows back in the BSN days. This was a lot of our shows. AJ and I see stuff differently. That's that's why we like to talk with each other. Uh, we, I, I, well, I shouldn't say never. I don't know if we've never been mad at each other, but this stuff usually lasts. Lingers. Yeah, this stuff usually lasts until the show stops, and then. Yeah, it's never it's never that deep. No, right. <laughs> you know. Jesse and I get fired up when we disagree with each other about things, but we're at the end of the day, we've always been friends, and 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 that's part of I think a, what makes like us friends is yeah. Well, and there's always that respect of like it when it's done, it's done. It's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this show but, is done now, so yeah. Woo. Uh, <laughs> I think we learned that pretty much all of these topics, there's it's not black and white. There's some gray mm-hmm. area in the middle. Yeah, so. absolutely, absolutely, and that's that's why it's good to. To have different viewpoints on things is because there are different you know everybody feels a little bit differently about complicated issues yep you know well, I, I wrote about that in my game story the other night um you should go read it jared bednar was asked just about some of the covid protocols and i thought it was important to put it in there yeah not because i agreed or disagreed but it's an interesting perspective and uh i i think it's too easy in life right now to go through having no idea what anyone else's opinion is. It's never been easier to cut entire opinions out of your life. Um, I'm not saying you have to agree with them. I'm not saying you have to like them, um, but, they but there's exist. always, yeah. they all, they, they will always exist. And there's always going to be someone who sees something differently than you. And I just, I just always think it's important to hear it out. And honestly with, you know, for everyone listening today, I, I don't agree with most of the stuff I was arguing today, um, <laughs> but it is, it is a real, um, you know, it, it's, it's a real part of the the situation and, and part of the story. People didn't like that. We were talking about the, the too many men on the show last night. It was a part of the story. And you've yeah, always, right. you always got to talk about it. What do you want us to talk about after that game? Are you serious? <laughs> All right. Like, there's yeah. only so much you could say about JT Confer's little cutesy backhand shit, but the right. real story was, something else yeah the real story now is that i'm ending the show so thank you everyone for watching or listening we appreciate all of y'all a ton uh we'll be back on thursday friday 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 back on friday we have tomorrow tomorrow off off because we have the saturday game uh friday should be fully packed for you though pre-game watch along post game so we got you fully covered yeah we are are we doing the watch along with our as far as i know it's on Okay, as far as um, it's on... Uh... So I will actually be uh, doing a show with PHNX tomorrow. So AJ and Rudo will be off, but I will be doing some stuff with PHNX uh, ahead we'll of the weekend. Jesse. Yep, and then... Uh, Are you flying down be... there tomorrow? Not tomorrow, no. They're okay. doing... Uh, they asked me to do a show with them uh, for tomorrow. Um, I believe we're going to end up previewing both games um, oh, based cool. off the communication I've had with them. Um, the and game. then... And then we'll see. Uh, we're still working on if I'm going to be doing anything with them live on Saturday. But uh, cool. I'll be in Glendale. The Coyotes are back Ooh. practicing, so it sounds like everything like should be a go. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I should be uh, I should be doing some stuff with PHNX, the PHNX Coyotes guys tomorrow. There you go. Cool. So go check out PHNX and Jesse on that side tomorrow. We'll be back with everything on Friday. We hope to see you there. Until then, we'll talk to you next time.